This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. <laughs> Let's get this show on the road, shall we? So wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. And welcome to the, basically, the fans' forum aftermath. Just get people's thoughts on it and just see what people say about it, really. And I'm joined by Diane. Hiya. What's your thoughts on it, Diane, love? What are my thoughts? Um, Sparks likes his own voice. Sorry. Ryan Sparks like his own voice, doesn't it? And he will order. I don't know. It's all the same as we hear all the time. What they've been saying. You know what I mean? Everything. Yes. Yeah, it seemed to me you kept dodging the questions. It did. Well, I've got, do you know, like the live blog up, the live blog up from TNA? Mm -hmm. And he did. But he's always said this every time somebody says something to him. I always say he always gives the same answers to the question all the time. Yeah, it's like questions he tried to answer, didn't he? But then dodging them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know these obviously not being vetted the questions and stuff like that. Then they've just basically asked them outright. Yeah. But it's like social media is is on it, in it really. It's like clueless stuff like that sparks out. Yeah. People umming and ahhing and stuff like that. And I know it meant to go well. Some really good questions I thought what I got asked. The what? About stuff. Uh, <coughs> one of the questions I think got asked about the stadium and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> if it's costing that. quite a lot of money to rent in it through the the season and stuff like that. Yeah. If anyone else has got anything they want to say anything, put request in. And we'll actually make this about the fans, because the fans 
basically are the one who keeps the club afloat. We are. So, Diane, uh, what else have you got on the thoughts on the fan forum situation? Well, I thought Graham Alexander did well, as he always does. But when Ryan Sparks says, yeah, we've already done a fans forum, then they'll probably do another one with fans. It's like, well, when are you going to do that one? Because you lost the one in June with Mark Hughes, wasn't it? That's what he said. It's all right, I'm going to start coughing again because I've been off work with that stupid cold. <laughs> so, so if we just go all the way back to the beginning. Uh, yeah, from which the live, from the live uh, from the live blog. Yeah. That uh, the TNA correspondent does. So they got asked a question, or there's been 250 questions being submitted, they're saying. Yep. And starting off with the first question they asked with Bradford City sitting in 18th, how do you assess the season? Ryan Sparks replied, disappointing. Undoubtedly not where we want to be. Not an infamous gap. We've tried to be effective in January. Sharper squad had goals where we clearly shot. So what's your response to that question? What first question they got asked? For that, it's like it's like where if you sharpened your squad apart from bringing Jake Jake Young back and letting Harry go. Sorry, but Where's the sharpened his squad? I've got Harry right back in and everything. And obviously, we're all def- definitely frustrated because Bradford City should not be 18th in the league. Oh. But we are, we're all disappointed with it. Yeah. It's not just, I think the players are as well. They're disappointed where they are. It's like, it's true, it's not a big gap to get into the playoffs, but we've got to win the matches to get there. Yeah. And score the goals. <laughs> So it's just like with that question there, eighteen's not good enough, really. We should be we should be up there, shouldn't we? Really? Oh yeah, we should be chasing promotion, not sat in eighteenth position. Yeah, and the second question he got asked was, uh, "How would you?" How would your assessment assessment recruitment? And then Stephen Gent has replied, mixed, got some right, some haven't worked out as well as we thought. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. I looked at things objectively, learned from it. Things haven't planned planned how we would liked with certain players. Mm, so he's got players in that he's wanted in. Thought they slot into the squad, slot into the squad, but they haven't slotted into the squad. Yeah, it's like we've so recruitment and stuff like that. I know you, you've lost your favourite player, uh, Harry Lewis. He, he went, I know. but then tried to bring it. But on about it uh, before the ended, I know they're on about a question where they tried to bring in a player, uh, but then obviously it turned out we're crocked. So. Yeah. Then they didn't go through with it. Uh, then where would recruitment have? Uh, where could recruitment have gone better? And Stephen Gent, we had process start of the summer building towards a certain formation playing style, then suddenly changed towards back end, and we had to redact of that. 
how uh, now we've changed manager with the time before January window, we are looking for different profiles of players suited. What Graham Alexander and Chris Lockett would think. So, what's your thoughts on on that? It looks like oh, they've got. It's like they've bought in the players that Mike Hughes wanted in the summer, which they have. And now it's like they've probably asked Graham Alexander and Chris Lockett, whatever his name is, who they want to bring in, and they've tried to go for them. It's like they might have wanted Kavanagh in. That's why they've gone for Kavanagh. Mm. So it looks like you have to ask your manager what kind of player you do want. You can't just go, oh, well, I think he's all right, but if the manager doesn't. Yeah. So, And have you got any thoughts on that, Kelly? I know you've you snuck, sneaked in. Um, I've only just got back, so I have, I've missed the whole thing. So I'll join in just to see catch up, really. Okay. Was it just uh, as bad as we thought it was going to be? So looking on social media, and, and uh, feel everyone can feel free to put a request or anything like that. According to social media, it was like a car crash. <laughs> why can't stuff. we get? Why can't we get things right? Uh, so then, going on to the third question: How does three months in compared with internal? expectations uh, Graham Alexander I came in with my mind open selected con- uh, first 10 to 12 game results justifying that had to rotate team after Christmas and then in January where we would improve factors holding us back it's very difficult to do all in one season we've tried to implement certain things I felt was needed so what's your thoughts on that guys and girls well, obviously, he's had to try to do his team how he wanted them to play. So he's decided that I want them to play so-and-so way. And he's, like he says, he's had to sort out how the team could play. His his style of playing, who plays well with who and everything. What about you, Kelly? Well, how how can two games be so different from league to cup? Because the cup game against Derby was amazing, wasn't it? Same with the other the yeah. cup game we've just done last Tuesday. And then when we play in the league, it's it's a different game altogether. But he's picking that team, isn't he? He's putting them players out on the pitch. Together, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then the... Sorry, just see if there's anyone else... Uh, not in the So then the first question... Is successful businesses have clear F? I can't even pronounce that. E T H O S ethoses and strategic plan. What is your strategy, uh, Ryan Sparks? The stadium and training ground are challenges we can overcome. We know the cost of playing at VP and the training ground is in hours. I've not had a manager who's had a problem with the training ground, and they don't think it's an issue. So thoughts on that surely that's not surely that's not up to the manager surely that's up to them the club wanting to own their own club and their own land I, I really they've not answered anything of the back sounds of it nothing no. at all they've don't just been politicians and just waffled on it on through yeah. it don't forget with Woodhouse Grove if they want the pitch that we train on we've got to give them the, that excuse me I'm having trouble breathing now we've got to give them that pitch because that pitch because it, we're training down there. We don't own it. 
Unbelievable. It is, isn't it? And then the... So I'll, just, I'll just keep going through the questions. Uh, so Ryan Sparks, VP, has Valley Parade has had some issues since 2001. The club not owned the ground for a long time. Something I can't con- uh, I can't control, so you work with it. Our strategy is to be successful on the pitch that hasn't changed. Mandate, when I started to keep Bradford City in the EFL and I don't go bust, Thoughts that was a baseline. The average wage bill in the division is two point three million. It was one point six when I started. So, what's your thoughts on that? We know we've not on the ground for a long time because we know who owns it. It's Flamingo Landing, or somebody that owns the ground and everything. You can't, you can't control. But we need to be strategy on the pitch like like I said we do need to be successful on the pitch and not be where we are Kelly I'm just gobsmacked that he's not answered a straight question <laughs> tell me about it Twitter honestly Twitter just, has been on it today it's, oh, I've been reading all the hashtags and I can't I even not, give an answer they're not doing themselves any favours to get fans behind them they're just it's not going to happen is it people are just going to be People are either going to laugh about it or they're not going to go. They're not going. I mean, the amount of people I've spoke to this week that are saying they're not going to go to games anymore mm. because of this fact that they're just not being um, straight with us. Yeah, I think people felt like they've they've been lighter. That's what I'm getting the gist of stuff. Yeah, uh, they're they're kind of going around the houses, aren't they? And not getting to the point of the nitty-gritty of what's actually going on no definitely not so then the other question uh, following question you got asked uh, the vision is to keep the club sustainable and it is provide cash as near to break even as we can possibly get we're not in the bracket of clubs with massive losses to report that's my number one priority is to look after the football club and not put a financial risk while competing with clubs who can pay 1.5 more in wages. What's your thoughts on that? But we are are at risk. If fans stop going to games and stop paying for the season tickets, we are going to be at risk, aren't we? We are. Definitely. And if we go that, God help, we are not going to go down to the National League, but if we go down to the National League, what's going to happen? I'm doing touch wood there. But yeah, it can put a good team out for these cup games and win the cup games. I mean, I know that's brought us in a little bit of money, hasn't it? Not, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not humongous amount, but it's still money that the club wouldn't have had. Oh, yeah. Mm. And we've got Sky Money as well coming as well, haven't we? But yeah. That ain't, that ain't about this. But it, it's like that second question, Johnny, isn't it? that other one, that no more room for mediocrity, even I can't speak now, it's rubbing off. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. That's the that's the next question. That yeah. Actually. So the next question was: no more room for me to na- a native statement. Made, uh, Ryan Sparks made the playoffs. Uh, made playoffs for the first time in six years. Turnover high, being out of the top division, it was not being acceptable to start. 
taking action at the right time. Done my best for the club. Still feel we can come out of the season with something. Love to go to Wembley. Love to get there twice. What has he been smoking? Absolutely determined to bring success to the club. Thoughts? Yeah, we might get to Wembley there in the Bristol Street Motors trophy. But unless we can book our ideas up, get into the playoffs, I don't think we'll get there twice. It'd be a miracle to get there twice. I'd love to see us get there in the Bristol Street Motors because I think that that's the most best chance that we've got for it to get to yeah. Wembley this season. I hope, I hope I hope they do. I hope they do well. I hope we get to Wembley. I hope we have a good day out at Wembley and I hope we win at Wembley. But it doesn't seem... I mean, these cup games that they're winning doesn't seem to be giving them the confidence that they should get from winning those games. I mean, we've took out a couple of good teams, haven't we, just lately? I mean, Derby, a, a reality a, a championship team, because they haven't have had the points deducted off them. No. And we had we played... I mean, that were, that were game last game I saw live, and it was it was amazing. The atmosphere... I mean, even when we took, what, a few hundred with us and the atmosphere was electric it was a mm. proper proper cup game and maybe it's because they're, yeah. they're going on the pitch and they, they've got nothing to lose so they're going out and fighting but they should be doing that on a league game every single player should be fighting for the place and fighting to win get them three points that's 100% right Callie they should be fighting to win and get the three and points not. and whether it's the manager or it's what's going on in the, the back rooms <sighs> It's, it's it feels similar to what before we went before we came down from League One. It's a similar kind of toxic toxic, yeah, a feel about the place, isn't it? From then, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so then it goes on to what he meant by by it giving mandate to keep BC in the EFL. I thought that was mediocre. And then he's, uh, I've brought some excellent staff to the club that will continue to grow, Bradford City. I've made plenty of errors along the way. My first job as CEO, uh, CE is so bound to, I don't apologise for trying to make us better. But what staff has he brought to the club to continue to go back for City? Because nobody knows. It'll probably be on about Steve Gent. Yeah. Callet. She disappeared again. Right, then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's muted, she must be chatting or something. Uh, then, the, have you discussed with Stefan Roop possibly of bringing a director of football? Ryan Sparks, in a role it's been discussed many times, can I have, have many titles, nothing I haven't, want or might consider in the future? If we feel it's necessary, we can take it. All cards are on the table. If you aren't succeeding, there has to be some level of self-reflection and we do that a lot. Thoughts on it, Diane Love? What's the director of football going to do? <laughs> Absolutely no idea. No, that's what I mean. What's he going to do? Is he going to replace Graham Alexander as the manager? Is he going to replace Steve Gent as... Bringing in players. So I think a director of football probably takes pressure off Ryan Sparks yeah. by like helping Stephen Gent by basically looking at players 
in our leagues and stuff like that, and just trying to basically to lower his workload. I think something on the lines of that. I bet it is, yeah. I'll go do it. Uh, then, uh, question, have you felt we needed that? Not necessarily a huge volume recruitment when I took over. I wanted to bring the head of recruitment, change the manager, change the course of next season, return to model of scouting, data analysis, and something the club has never done before. That means that means they've been doing data analytics on the players, but it sounds of it, that who, whoever they're bringing in, just yeah, while they're playing. I think that's what that means. And the last scouts out and about looking at people. And then we've got seven examples of the club who have had directors of football and not brought them success. Everyone is different. So, I don't, I, honestly, I don't think they what know what to do it, themselves, do they? I don't. He didn't give any example at clubs, did he? That he said. Nope. Did, you'd think, when, oh, well, so and so's got a director of football, but they've not done any good. But no, just says that and goes, all right then, next question. So the next question is, moving on nicely, what is the club recruitment strategy for 2020? Young, sustainable, move away from that, and is it deliberate? Uh, Stephen Jen, I, uh, we have balanced strategy. We want to recruit young assets, like Lewis Young and Callum Canava, if I'm not, Pronouncing that correctly, we got to we've got championship crowds in League Two, and sometimes it's really difficult for the players. Recruitment experienced players heading big crowds: Richie Smallwood, Kevin McDonald, that know how to rub off younger players. So with that, is it saying the players are bottling it in big crowds? Is that is that what I'm getting? It out sounds of that? like it's. It sounds like, like you said, it sounds like that the younger players who are coming into the club, are, like you say, are bottling it as soon as they see the big crowds. But it shouldn't be our players that are bottling it. It should be the away team that's bottling it when they see the big crowds. But obviously we do get championship crowds in League 2 because we're a big club and we've got a big fan, pay, fan, fan base. Yeah, it's like... For example, with this, I know we'll move on to it in a bit because I think there's another question there, but with the fans, the fans basically will come to the ground, cheer you guys on, like entertaining football. And if you start to lose the fans, they will not redo the season tickets. And instead of getting 18,000, 19,000, you'll probably get about 10,000 fans there, probably less. And the, the I think the club need to stop taking the fans as like an asset, they need to actually improve stuff to get the fans back on board. 100% definitely. The, the fans need something to cheer about now. And then, Stephen Gent, we will continue to bring younger players into the squad. Graham wants to span the team to be experienced, and rightly so. And then, a question got asked, do we scout the National League? Uh, Stephen Gent, yes, we do scout throughout the country as well as Y Scout and Stat Bomb Day information. Lots of clubs in the National League, but they want to keep hold of their talents. We're always looking for these gems. Yeah, they want to keep hold of the talent because they know that if the talent, if the National League clubs will want to keep hold of the talents because they know if they get really good, they can get a good fee for them. 
But what the hell is why scout and stats bomb data information? You need to be out and about looking at players, not looking on a computer. But sounds like that. I think like that, uh, we scout and stuff, quite a lot of teams use it. Yeah. And then, like, I know a football manager, I think they're like import the data into that. So mm. instead of going to like in a cold windows night, if you don't want to go and watch, I don't know, Gateshead or some other player in Gateshead, yeah. you can just do it on PC. All right. Right, this next question. Brace yourself, Diane. I know, I've seen it. Why did you sell Harry Lewis to Carlisle? <laughs> Harry's fantastic for us as a goalkeeper last season. We had lots of interest for him in the summer from a League One club. This season, would he would have been out of contract. Was option in our favour. We were made a bid of a significant amount. We felt it was too good for business and we can use that. I'd still love to know how much they sold him for, but they're not going to tell us, are they? Undisclosed. Yeah. Undisclosed. They won't let us know how much how much they sold him for. Undisclosed oh, amount. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. We will never know how much they got for him. Yeah, all right, he'd have been out of contract this season. So I can understand why they've done it to get money for him because otherwise he could have gone at a free agent after July when he'd gone. Yeah. So, Obviously, we know which league club were interested in him last summer, which was Barnsley. So, they they, uh, they thought of, let's get money before I can go as an agent, a free agent. Yeah. That's all right. We'll see him next season in uh, in, in League Two. Because we do. Because we only see him letting about four goals in against us. So then, Stephen Gent. Harry was my first signing for Bradford City, so it wasn't easy for me. Hope he goes on and has a fantastic career. And Ryan Sparks, always being quite difficult to trade players to have multiple offers from different players this window, was pleasantly surprised. Fill me with a great deal of optimism, clear value in the squad. Sorry, we've got uh, someone else who wants to join. Matt. Are you... Hello, Matt. Oops, connecting. Can you hear us, Matt? Hello? Okay. So then it goes on about Karen Kelly. First time we signed a player outside of England, Adam Wilson as well. We've also looked abroad. Harry Lewis was a great boy, huge talent, deserved a chance to play in League One. Are you there, Matt? I'll try once more. Can you hear me now? I can hear you, mate. So we're just going oh, through the yep. we're just going through the questions from the fans forum, and uh, if you want to talk about like the past questions, what we've just been talking about, uh, it was it was more a comment because I'm just driving at the moment, so I, I, I want to be careful while I'm driving. Obviously, no, uh, don't get more pulled. A comment, no, I'm on hands free, so it's all right. Um, it was That's more right. a comment around the like the Harry Lewis stuff, and obviously somebody had asked him a question. Why did we send, you know, why did we sell him? Matt, I've got a question for some fans. <clears throat> How bothered are fans that he's gone? Because this season, he didn't pull up any trees. He was great last season and him and Cook arguably got us to the playoffs. But this season, he's made many mistakes. His distribution has been quite poor at time. And I don't think between him and, and Walker, I've seen a, a big difference. 
Yeah, uh, on that, I agree with you. Uh, like watching him, obviously, after the Carlisle game, his distribution were poor. I think he wasn't like the same player. I, I don't know if his confidence was shot. He kept not passing up about right, really well. He kept messing up in the defence, uh, passing out from the defenders and stuff like that. So I'm glad yeah. he's gone there. What about yeah. you, Diane? I was upset he went because you know my favourite player, but like you say, we'll see him in league, we'll see him back down in League Two next season. But I was upset. But I agree with you all. He had gone downhill this season, and you know and how much that makes me upset to say it. But yeah, he had gone downhill, and that's why you know that that's why for me we're a bit of a you know everyone's entitled to their own opinions and the questions, and I get all that. But that's for me why it was a bit of a. And a non-starter of a question. The reason we sold him was ultimately because there was no guarantee that the way that he was playing, he would become the same keeper that he was last season by the end of this one. And he was costing goals, costing some of the mistakes. And then in the summer, we had an option. We would have had an option to extend it by another year. But then you run the risk of extending it for another year in being no better and then him going for nothing yeah I think we've, I think we've done the right thing with cash yeah. knowing, knowing knowing you know the way that Sparks operates as I do and what I've seen there'll be a, a resale clause in that so that eventually if he, when he moves on from Carlisle there'll be a little bit of, of money off of the, the back of that you know and we, we go again so, Cal, have you? I know you've just joined back in again. And if anyone else wants to put a request in, feel free to put a request in. Actually, making this about the fans, what the fan forum should have been about. Uh, so, Cal, what's your thoughts on Harry Lewis? Uh, I think he should have gone. He didn't want to play for us. It was quite obvious he didn't want to play for us anymore. Let him go. Let him crack on. He's not doing well where he is, is he, really? So, yeah. I just definitely not. He he won. He was. He was. Yeah, he was a good. He's been a good goalie, but he, I don't think he was as cos. He wasn't consistent, was he? He still let the odd ones in, but I think he has been one of the best ones we've had for a while. But I don't think he wanted to play. So and if you don't want to play, it doesn't do it. Do it. Do the team any good? Does it? I think the rest of the bands in Spain. That's what happened. And Lee, have you got any thoughts on uh, the? Uh, we're just going through each. So, if people are just joining, I'm just going through each question. What's being asked, and actually making it about the fans. Uh, so, what's your thoughts on basically Harry Lewis going late? And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, Lee, don't tell me you've got technical difficulties. Can you hear me, Lee? DJ Lee. Oh, right, I'll move on a minute then. Uh, wait for him to... Oh, he's listening again. Uh, so let's go back to... So the next question was, why are a large amount of sign our signs connected to Middlesbrough? Uh, Stephen Gent, I've had a few... I've had this a few times. Up till recently, only signed one player directly from Middlesbrough. We've signed 35 players in my time. Seven have connection with Middlesbrough. Those are the facts. We scout everywhere. Absolutely. From previous teams, I know some of the players only at Smallwood personally. So, your thoughts on that, guys and girls? Start off with Diane. Just going, going up about the Middlesbrough. Obviously, he's known people with Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough connections, but it's only Kavanagh that we've signed from Middlesbrough that he knows. Um, but I can't believe somebody asked that. They're connected to Middlesbrough. They might have played for the youth team or academy and then gone elsewhere. Yeah. So it's not as if he's gone, oh, we need all these players from Middlesbrough because I know them. It's, it's like they probably been, they could have been let go from the academy or youth team and then gone somewhere else to play for the first team and reserve teams. Callie? I don't I don't get the Middlesbrough thing at all. I don't know why. Why would that even be a question? Why have they picked that question? Honest to God, I, I'm fuming about this freaking thing. Why couldn't they just be honest with us and just let us ask the questions that really needed to be asked rather so, than going around the houses like that? So, Lee, can you hear me? Lee, are you there? I've accepted you. Can you hear me? Take that as a no. Right, Lee, if you want to back out and back in again. Oh, has I got problems with you, Lee? Right, several of the players signed have underlying medical conditions. Do we need to change the physio or fitness staff? Stephen Jen, we want to sign players who can handle 50 games in a season. Have we then risks... Yes, because believe they are good players. Injuries happen in sports, but don't go out to sign players who are so-called injury-prone. Preparing for the summer, we want fit and available players. Thoughts on that, Diane? The fit and injured players. Look how many times Patterson's been out, pulled up with his hamstring or something wrong with him. Um, all right, he's not injury-prone, but he is injury-prone. So injuries do happen in sport and things. It's all right, my thoughts going. But yeah, we do want fit and available players. But if somebody gets an injury, they can't help it. If even if they've picked it up before with the old team, we don't Hello. need to change the physio or fitness staff. I think it's just we we don't have to change the physio or have hmm. people or. Yeah, we might have people that have underlying medical conditions, but we'll know about it when they're, when they're doing the medicals. Yeah. So before we go to Lee, because I can now hear you, Lee, you're coming in both ears. Oh, uh, you can hear, thank God. I can hear you. Callie, what's your thoughts on that last question, what got asked? 
Um, I'm just checking. When we we all hear that players are in the clubs having the medicals, so somebody's got to sign them off as being a hundred percent fit, surely, or they're going to know at that medical whether they've got injuries, aren't they, or whether there's something yeah. underlying. <clears throat> yeah. Why the hell are they signing them off if they're not a hundred percent fit? Why are we not rejecting them? Late. See, that's something else that should have been asked to the the bloody fans, the to Ryan and Graham or whoever else were there. Yeah. What's well, your thoughts on that, Lee? I can only go with what I know. As a 15-year-old, I had trials with Bradford City through the auspices of Ian Cooper and blah, blah, blah. What boy with that? But I got turned down because I was a late developer. They thought I wouldn't grow. So Kennedy, I think, was a manager at the time. They thought, no. And they signed a bigger lad instead who did nothing. <laughs> it, they should get, they had my medical history, even in those days. If they haven't got that now, I don't know what's happened to change that. Do you do you all remember when, was it Andy Kimon? Kimon, yeah, he's yeah. a friend of mine. Didn't he have, have tech over fitness levels for a while? Under uh, Derek Adams. Yeah. He would help him with coaching, but I, I don't know if it would all to do with fitness levels. Because he stopped, he, he stopped doing the commentating, didn't he, for a while, and ended up being running, because we used to see him running could I, the pitch. Could I just make a comment on the um, medicals, the, the, the club medicals? Yeah, yeah. go for it, bud. So, if, as we all got social media and this, this, that and the other these days, if you check out... Um, Ben Foster, the old Watford keeper that played for Wrexham. Yep. He's got a, a podcast, something Foz, I think it's called. And he, he touches on uh, medicals because somebody was asking the same thing about, you know, how does it work? So, weirdly, a, a medical isn't just about uh, injuries. So, you could turn up to a medical with a hamstring problem and effectively pass that medical. Hmm. You you could you could be out of uh, out of action with an actual injury and still pass the medical. The medical looks at stuff like um, what's the risk risk versus reward. So it's a it looks at if we give this player a three year deal on X amount of money, what are the chances that we're going to see a, a return on investment on that, or is he going to flop? If I sign a 36-year-old like Thiago Silva, for example, on a on a one-year deal, the medical will be very, very small because it doesn't matter. Does that make sense? It does. You're matching so, it to how long you're going to be signing him and yeah. what his age is. So Alex Patterson, for example, and somebody will... Like I'm driving, so I can't check this, um, but I'll, I'll happily try and look at it later if, if somebody doesn't want to and I'll try and tweet about it. But I reckon if you look at Alex Patterson's... Uh, career appearances over the last two or three years, I bet he's got quite a good appearance record, which would therefore suggest he's quite a fit person and, and plays a lot of football. Yeah. He got injured with us, which you can't help. That you know, look at when we had we had um uh God and Watson by you know he broke his leg. Or look at Osadebe he broke his leg. You know what I mean? Yeah. Injuries happen. It's then you know how we deal with those injuries when they're in the building. That's what I think the question was. should have been around 
the medical staff. It's not about signing injury-prone players. I don't think we've ever done that. It, but it's about what's the capabilities of this of the staff in in the back room. Yeah. And, and you know, unfortunately, our training facilities. Sparks touched on it about how our hands are, uh, you know, kind of held at the moment in shackles. That will play a part on training if you've got to do a lot of 4G training versus training on grass if you're getting kicked off the grass because they've got a PE lesson all that kind of nonsense that ultimately will, will play onto people's injuries so then following that the we we medical every player and take advice there was a situation in january could have signed a striker but then flagged up by the medical staff about his injury that could flare up again and then We've had uh, another one. Do we need to change physio staff? When Ryan Sparks, when I took over and had a chat with Chris Rosden, who was headed for Rotherham last summer, the season before that, we had a spend of 125,000 on medical bills. Been an issue for the past 10 years. Before that, our spend last year was 35,000. Yeah. So again, you know, people will flag off sparks and what have you but he told us again tonight what his specific remit was and you can't hold him accountable for anything other than what he's being asked to do and part of his remit is to make us more sustainable and reducing our spend on medical bills so that we can reinvest that money into other areas and give us a better playing budget that's that's a success and that's things like that will go unnoticed. Yeah, we were talking about Alex Patterson, weren't we? Yeah. I found out his appearances. His Just career totals are 172 appearances. In that were up to 29th of August last year. Okay. So how many, how many does that average out over the seasons that he's played? I don't know. Right. He's played 12 National League North with York. Yeovil, 29. Wickham, 23. Don't forget those cups. Harrogate Town 77 and us because it's up to August 29-5, but it has played more. So, I mean, just. And he's just, got a three year contract. So, just to be quick, maths, that probably suggests to me if you think about it, you know, it's a 30, 30 plus game season plus cups, he's, he's played two thirds of every season, pretty much. Yeah. That's, that's an average player. That's an average. Uh, appearance for players, I would, I would suggest. So we've got Wayne, Wayne is joining us. Have you got any thoughts on that, Wayne? I can hear us. Yeah, we can look ourselves. Thirty-nine or forty-seven seasons. That's good, isn't it? So, based on his based on his recent appearances, he was a good signing in terms of fitness. There you go. And following the question after that, uh, they asked about, uh, I think, something about science. So science wasn't something we made massively talking about. 2021, we were coasting along. We made a huge part of Stephen's role. We're walking away from a player two days before deadline day because we felt that we couldn't. couldn't but we did the right reason. Charlie Wright is undercooked and we know that he could be a risk. Then we already... Harsh night in Doncaster, Jamie Walker and Alex Patterson. 
uh, potentially uh, issues around conditioning. Certain players didn't do a lot in pre-season because th they were carrying injuries, not relaxing with any situation. And then someone's asked one of the <laughs> strangest questions, I think, to ask. Why did we bring every player back for a defensive corner? I've got experience of answering this. Uh, this is Graham Alexander. We're defending our goals. There's so much investing of set pieces from different clubs and they change week to week. Could see eight to ten different varieties. They are a safety net. If you look at the stats and hope I'm not tempted fate, but considering from them is minimal. Yeah. So uh, again, I, so I, I've got. I'm lucky enough to have some friends that that are ex-professionals, and I ask them this question because as a purely as a fan of football, sat in my seat watching our games under any of the managers over the past three or four seasons, we don't leave anybody up top. And back in the day, you used to see one or two strikers left on the halfway line, didn't you? In case it was clear. Every time, yeah. Yeah, and then it, and then it breaks. And I, I was speaking to, to my friends that obviously understand the game far better than I because they've, they've played it. And they answered it very similarly to uh, Graham Alexander, which is, in that moment of a corner, the aim is to stop y your, your team conceding. So it's to deal with the first ball and then deal with the second and that's why pretty much every club this, these days doesn't ha leave anybody forward yeah but that's that's contradictory though Matt how can you deal with the second ball when you're all pegged in your own, in, inside your own box well you're never going to win that second ball are you no 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 and I, and I agree with that and, and I guess what what they probably mean by the second uh the second wave is once you deal with the first one, you knock it out, you can then reassess and you can move to wherever the second phase of, of play is. Whereas back in the day, whether it be Sunday league or whatever, you used to leave two up front, went ball went up, your strikers chased it down and put them under pressure. But I guess it's more about people are, um, are more... Like, look at us now, we've started going with, a, you know, two on a corner. And, you know, if you leave somebody up front, you ultimately leaving yourself short in your box if they've committed... Meant forward, perhaps. Have you got any thoughts on it, Diane? Uh, two seconds. Sorry, I'm trying to struggle at the moment. I'm not. I'm not really any thoughts on it. But like I say, why? Why are we doing that? Defending corners, everybody up. The other person that don't come up is the goal. Well, no, it is the goalies. Tell on Paulie. The goalie is there. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. You can tell on Paulie. So. Like I say, it's a safety net, but we all, we do need somebody out just in case the ball does run out and then we can get the ball out. Maybe that's why he's gone for pace on wings with this new Kavanagh. He's got right in, yeah. injured, unfortunately. Um, you win that second ball, you need an out. You need someone with the pace to get to anything knocked over at top, don't you? Yeah. It's going yeah, to be a clearance, isn't it? You know. You got any thoughts on it, Callie Love? Maybe. The only thought I've got on that is, please, will you please stop letting Smallwood take the corners? That is it. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I didn't really want to sound so mean. Could have raised the corners. There's other players that can take better corners. He just he That's never been proven. Get it in, he can't even get it in the right place. And I'm I'm sorry. The That's proven over the last two games, isn't it, Kelly? Yeah, absolutely. I, I must admit, I when he was on the ball and the free kicks on Saturday. I was like, don't let him take him, please. I was looking away. 
I couldn't watch. Oh. I couldn't watch I when will... he was taking him. I was like, just don't please let him take him. <laughs> to be but fair, he played well, didn't he, on Saturday? So. Have you got but... any thoughts on it, Wayne? He certainly didn't deserve to get booed, booed off. No, uh, I don't or, think or, or even booed for the set pieces. I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah. In terms of uh, in terms of defending the set pieces, it's not a question I would have asked today. I think Jamie Brainer probably only asked it because, well, what else was Graham Alexander there for other than answering questions like that? I think it was more, he should never have been invited in the first place. It, it was more aimed at um, Rupp obviously weren't there, Sparks and uh, Gents, so... I think because we we'd got Alexander in, he felt obliged to give him a question for him to answer. Mm, I still yeah. don't agree with it. I think I think eighty, possibly ninety percent of clubs now bring everybody back, but I still don't agree with it. I still think you should you should sit someone on the halfway line. If 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 nothing else, it means that they can't push their two uh, their two players into um, deep into our half. At the moment, it happens every time the, the ball comes out. We clear it. There's somebody halfway inside our, our half picking the, the second ball up and coming. That'd be some as a Bradford City fan. We're all used to as well, wouldn't it? Because we've always had that out. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay. I'm very confident. Especially if we've got somebody pacey and yes. small. They're not going to win the headers. Yeah, they might block a shot or something, but. Um, just just leave them up at halfway line, and that way, if you've got an outlet, it gives them something to think about rather than just winning that first header on the cross. Yeah. So then the next question got asked: Why are you playing Jake Young as a lone striker? We played him down the uh, Graham Alexander. We played him down the middle as part of a front three with Alex Gilead, Harry Chapman. Felt we needed energy in there after the cup game. We never isolate a striker to next to him. We're a little bit deep and we made subs. Our internal was to play 3-4-3. Three, three. If a strike is isolated, it's because we haven't done job uh, job and have to correct it. And then it goes on. Do you agree positive home performances build good relationships with the fans? Graham Alexander, totally agree and understand that fans can hear from friends played well away, but they want to see it. It's an age-old problem for Bradford City. There is a different mindset with an away team to usual games. Almost a one-off from a typical League 2 fixture. They are things we have overcome. We have understand problems first and find a solution to do it. Successful teams I've managed before have always had a strong home record. Thoughts on that, guys and girls? We do need to get the performances at home back up because it's, like you're saying... We play well away. That's what I can't understand. I think the guys feel like there's no pressure on them when we're playing away because there's not that many fans. But when we're at home, it's like they've said before, some of the players must feel it when they've got about 18,000 people there against them. So, yeah, we just need to get the away form into the home form. Call it. I totally agree what Diane's just said. I think the players do get a bit they get a bit nervous, don't they, in front of big crowds. Um but you'd think they'd thrive on it if there's eighteen thousand people shouting the name. You'd think they'd they'd do better, but we we don't seem to, do we? Mm. Leak. Up to Parkinson taking over, we had the same problem. When Parkinson went, we went back to that same problem. 
scared to death at home. Winners. Okay, he's not there. Right, uh, then the next question is, what is the plan for the stadium, given the lease is due up soon? Ryan Sparks, there is no plan for stepping to buy Valley Parade at the moment. There doesn't need to be. Got a few years left on the lease. Excellent relationship with Gordon Gibbs. Very proud. We'll build on that up. He wasn't even in the room before. Const uh, basically, they've been chatting, and there's a 25-year extension on the table for us to sign now to six months' notice. So what's your thoughts on that, guys and girls? And I'm off for a quick peek. Start off with Diane and work away across. Oh, you wash your hands. That's all do I. I've always to know that you were going there as well. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of an answer to that. I am. No plan for Stefan to buy VP. But hey ho. At least we've got a few few years left on the lease. Um, but it'll be up to Gordon Gibb. Depends how much he wants to charge us for the if there's a 25 year extension, or if we get new owners in, will they buy it back off him? He won't talk to him. What about if we end up in national? If we end up in national league, I touch wood. I hope we really don't. Oh, so do but I. Is that going to depend on where we are league-wise? Probably. It's uh, worrying, isn't it? When they they're not they don't seem <laughs> from what I've got from what everybody said they don't seem bothered. It didn't. Sparksy didn't seem bothered at all. They don't seem worried. The fans, us fans, are worried, but they don't seem to be. Yeah, which, is, which makes me more worried. Lee, yeah, the boot. Do they know something we don't? Good point. I don't know. Sorry, sorry Diane, what are you going to say? They don't seem worried, but we're all terrified. I don't know. I can't remember what we're going to say. So then, Ryan Sparks, we've had a wonderful stadium that cost 500k at least in rent. 1.3, 1.4 million just to put the lights on. It's a challenge for the club, but it's not new. It wouldn't be excused to talk about Valley Parade in a negative way. And then, next question is, what can you say that is going to convince supporters who are not going to renew this <coughs> season? On-field results can... Uh, I can't pronounce that word. Lots of feelings. Clubs. Uh, club itself is absolutely no different than it was last season. Same plan, same ethos, same set of values. We're not looking to get lucky with a manager. I can't talk for the past. In recent past, has been the manager who did really well at the club and was given time. Thoughts on that, guys and girls? Oh, you know, you know, he's talking about their public parking. So, um. Is I can understand why you say that it can dictate a lot of feelings for people, the fans, because half of them might not want to renew the season to give next season. So obviously that gets gets revenue down. So if if like it goes down from like we've got like is it about sixteen thousand season ticket holders or something, and if it goes down like to ten thousand, the the revenue is not going to be there for us. We're going to have to definitely boost the ideas. But then again, he's not come out and said, oh, we're going to keep the season tickets at the same prices. He's going to see where we're going to finish this season or not. I think with that, like that was a good question what someone asked. Uh, I think I would happy to pay like an extra 20 quid on top of my season ticket if it meant the money would actually go in buying decent players. Yep, same here. Uh, Callie, thoughts? Yeah, same as you, Johnny. I'd pay extra because... 
like a lot of a lot of us fans i mean a lot of us older fans are obviously we'll never stop going regardless because mm. it's in your it's it's in your dna i think after a certain it's in your blood in it, yeah 100%. yeah so yeah i'd i would i'd pay extra if i knew it was helping the club like we all did for coat remember for coat when we had covid we couldn't go to watch the games you could yeah. buy your little um your photograph thing couldn't you to sit in the in your seat the um what was it called like a car- cardboard cutout you've got yeah. yours in your back garden haven't you? i've still got mine yeah and and because <laughs> i felt i bought mine i think it was about 25 quid but it, it helped the club tick over and that's the kind of thing that us fans do and, and when there's a crisis we do come together don't we quite a bit as well hopefully <laughs> definitely but like i said i'll renew my season ticket next season i said because i was talking to my dad on phone when it came up when i'm renewing my season ticket so. I might not. I've got. I've had a massive vet bill today, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah, was, you don't renewing. I was sure. She's. Do you know what? She's all right. She's really disorientated, but she's laid asleep now, and she's home. That's the main thing. Definitely, thank you guys. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, Lee. Thoughts on it? Or yeah, Lee. We'll go Lee. Then when. <laughs> I just think it depends on what's announced between now and at season with a view to how much the season tickets are going to cost, as has been said, um, what the plans are in the close season and try not to sack Alexander before we get there. Yeah. We, we've sacked too many managers. And I would imagine people will look at Bradford as a manager and think, maybe not, I'll sidestep that one. Maybe that's what happened with with two brothers that nearly come and took us over at Crowley's. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I do think Graham is a good manager though. Don't, does everybody else agree? I do, I agree. I, I think totally agree. I think he's doing the best he can do yeah. under what I think what I'm saying what is he got. needs he needs a close season, uh pre season. He needs yeah. to get to know his players better what's gonna be and I think he needs I think still think we need to trim the squad. I still think we're too big. Yeah. In numbers. If he gets it down to about twenty five, twenty six maybe, I don't know. Whatever he's comfortable with. And and then he can have a decent crack on then, can't he? Yeah. And at minute, he's trying to keep people happy that maybe he might not want to. I don't know. I'm not Where a manager. So, yeah, so there's a couple of points, because um, I missed, I was trying to do some research, so I missed a couple of the the points. Um, going back a couple of them, um, home form, and wanting to see more more results away at home. Um, I think Sparks turned around and said, you know, we, we want to do that. We did well last season. We actually didn't do that well last season. I looked it up. From our 23 home games last season, we managed 37 points. We were 10th in the form table, yet we actually finished higher in the league table. We finished in playoffs. So it was our away form last season. Away form, yeah. Yeah, so it's about saying, you know, last season we did really well and we got into playoffs. Yeah, not at home we didn't. We've still been crap at home for the last couple of seasons at least. We ran Cambridge, weren't we? Yeah, I don't. I can't remember a good season since McCall's first season in in League One. Yeah, when when we got to the uh, the, the playoff final against Millwall, 
I can't, I can't remember a good home season since then. And how many times have fans been saying we need to make it a fortress at home, Fortress Valley Parade? It's said every season, every close season, it's going to be a fortress. Yeah, I'm, I'm just don't found anybody reason, to do it. Yeah, for whatever reason, players come and go, but no matter who we bring in, we seem to have the same problem. We just cannot perform at home. And we can't blame the pitch because the pitch until this season, for the last few seasons, has been decent. It's, it's only recently that it's got poor again. So we can't blame the surface. I, I don't know what it is. So then the next question was, why is the fans forum with no fans present? Ryan Sparks, there was one last year, uh, did one be year before. Last one in person was Mark Hughes last summer. There wasn't much demand to do one. Can understand why when results are better, but I'm not sure we've done the thought. Four room come sunshine or cloud. Definitely do one in person this season. So it sounds like they're going to do another one. So then we're just going to move on quickly to contracts. And uh, when are we going to tie up contracts for youth talent like Bobby Poynton, who is out of contract this season? Every player in the squad, apart from two, we have an option option in our favour. Won't be taking up any options or making decisions until the end of the season. And players are aware of that. Bobby has a real... Oh, Stephen Gent, Bobby has a real bonus for us. Bring these young players into the first team and part of the strategy. Uh, so what's your thoughts on, on that, guys and girls? So start yeah. off with Diana, sorry, and then work away. Sorry, I'm just butted in, me. Uh, we do need to get Bobby signed up, definitely. And who, what we ha need to do is see what the players that we've got in the options for in favour. But like I say, it's not going to be making any decision until end of seasons. But that is not fair because somebody's going to come in for an offer for Bobby. You know it. But somebody's going to come in because they've seen how well he's playing for us. Yeah. But we do need to tie tie our young players down, definitely. Call it. Yeah, it's it's got to have. I think the the team has to have a mix of experienced, like McDonald, um, and then obviously get a bit of young blood in there, like Bobby Point, and it's getting that happy mix of a bit of both, isn't it? And I think that's a good team that. And we seem to play well then. If you go back to your like Rory McArdle days and Steve McMahon, that had a, a few experienced and young players, and that worked well. That was kind of a really good team for that moment in time. Um, but yeah, we need definitely to hold on to Bobby. It, and he's he's one of them players that is he supports Bradford. He grew up watching Bradford, so he's one of the ones that plays with that passion that they need. He always has done, hasn't he? Ever, whenever he's on the pitch, he runs around for however long he's left on there for, and he gives a hundred percent every time. Yeah, definitely. Sorry to butt in, guys and girls, but we've had some breaking news. Don't worry, it's not about our club. It's about former manager Derek Adams. He has left Ross County after twelve games. That's just news coming in. That's your so, last time, then. Nope. He's lasted 12 games, so that's another live podcast. Just to confirm, Derek Adams, former Bradford City manager, has now left Rots County after 12 games. Uh, good luck at the job centre. Good, uh, they didn't deserve him. <laughs> you know. Lee, so what's your thoughts on Bobby Poynton? Two to three year contract, at least. 
it will give the fans some confidence. It will give him some confidence in his future, immediate future. His young two or three year contract all day long. Yeah. Twice on Sundays. Winners. Um, I, I'm I'm pulling I'm pulling um, a disagreement with um, with the others on this one. I mm -hmm. agree with the club that we shouldn't be looking at talking to any players until the close season. In terms of Diane's comment that another club can come in for him, he's under contract, so it it doesn't really matter whether they're coming for him or not until end of season. Pardon. He's under contract till end of season. But then we've got on the year, year option on him, like like they said, every player bar two, we've got a one year option on him. So all we have to do is. Oh, I didn't read that bit. I didn't say that bit. Yes, so I think that's what they said on 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 the on the call was that um, every player bar two of them, we've got a we've got a one year option on them. So all we have to do is is activate that clause, and they're tied down for another year, and he's still young anyway. So. Even if he was out of contract, all we have to do is offer him a new contract on same or better terms, and any club that wants to take him would have to pay us for compensation anyway. Um, we've never really tied down our, our other players. The last players that we did do that to was uh, Young Staunton and Finn Cousin Dawson, and look how they both turned out. We we tied them down on long-term deals, and neither of them you know, progressed as they should have done. Um, so I, I I don't think we should be rushing to um, to tie them down personally. I think wait till the, wait till the contracts are nearly due, and then look to uh, to tie them down. Just in terms of the charter, the, the comment before, I know they said they're going to arrange another um, another meeting, but but the our own charter states, and this is what uh, the club's charter is they would arrange a minimum of two general meetings of supporters during the football season. So even by their promising to be another one between now and the end of the season, that still doesn't deliver their minimum of two general meetings of supporters. Not phone-ins like today, but a general meeting of supporters. So I'm surprised that wasn't challenged by um, Jamie because he knows that that charter is there and he should have, he should have pushed on that. So, I know Lane has joined us. It's Callie. Yeah, it's me. My phone, my phone died. I, I, what was the big news? As just as you said that, my phone died. I'm set to plug it in. Oh, so <laughs> Derek Adams has left Ross County after 12 games. Oh wow! Former Bradford manager. Good luck to him. Yeah. <laughs> Won't find anyone Thank better than that. him, mother. That's to cheer you up, Callie. Uh, so, we'll, next question is, will Stephen Rupp be making financial input to cover the likely hole in next season's budget if the season tickets are down? Uh, Ryan Sparks, people swelled last season to see us winning at home. Records for Leighton Orient and playoff games. Any budget move is a moving target. We live in two camps that could end very well for us and could have massive outcomes in what we could afford to spend. If our owners felt the budget wasn't going to be competitive, the conversation I would have to him, uh, I will have with him. So, uh, any thoughts on that? Start off with Diane. Yeah, we're in two competitions. We're still at Bristol Street Motors, so obviously we've got that money coming in. And... 
I think he's still thinking we're going to get into playoffs. But he sounds like when he's going, we're still in two competitions. Like I say, we've got to book our ideas up to get into the playoffs. And we will get the money for the Bristol Street Motors. I, I don't... Uh... I don't, I don't get, <laughs> maybe it's just me, but I really don't get how they think we can get into playoffs. Mathematically, yeah, it's still possible, but the, unless they get some miracle, I don't think that's going to happen. Does anybody else? More I don't chance. think so now. Yeah, more chance of think, me winning the postcode lottery than Do you think they're just saying last. it just to try and keep us on a mediocre, on a, on a, on a level and just trying to... I don't know, get us hopes up, I guess. I, th I think it is, Kelly. I think it's smoke and mirrors to know that yeah. sales are coming and they've yeah. got to try and keep our interest up. That's all it is. Absolutely, because there's no other, there can't be any other reason for that. It's like if you went to watch, like I always keep saying on this podcast, if you went to the cinema and you watched a crap film every week in, a week out, just, you, you wouldn't renew you like, wouldn't, wouldn't renew your cinema membership, would you? You no. would end it. No. Uh, so... Moving on, uh, has Stephen Roop, uh, Stephen Roop, Stephen Roop received any more offers to buy the club, formal or otherwise, than Wagmere? Uh, can't say too much, bound to NDAs like normal. Support any parties who approach the club with due diligence. And on about due diligence, I think people had a few bingo cards on the go with words on. Uh, when you say a written down offer, I've not been aware of a specific one figure has been disclosed. We are attractive club, self-sustaining, incredible fan base, but not for me to sit here and talk about selling business I don't own. And then uh, it's, but I think every club in the AFL is for sale, if I'm honest. Not being told to find a buyer every day. If someone approaches him and he wished to sell it, then Stephen wrote to answer. I see figures bonded about and said in... Another interview recently. It's not for me to say what the club is worth. Thoughts on that, guys and girls? Uh, I thought it was a silly question to be asked, really, because you're always going to play the NDA card. So I, I don't even think why they even asked that question in the first place. What I am interested in is that he said that he knows what the value of the club is because he is the chief executive. So he, he, he knows what that value is. I would just like to know if um, if he's then shared that information with somebody who is genuinely interested in buying the club or if, as claimed over the last few days, that he's actually blocked people because he didn't want it, Stefan Rupp to sell because obviously it's him out of a job if that happens. Um, I'd like to know if that were true. Yeah, I saw that earlier, awareness from... Uh... Is it some Gabriel Sutton, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, or some other lines of that? He yeah, Ga that yeah, Gabriel, yeah, Gabriel Sutton. And then, like, ten minutes later, he deleted it. <laughs> he did, yeah. So what's all that about? Uh, probably probably worried about all the trolls. <laughs> true. Uh, Dan, has you got any thoughts on the topic we were just chatting about? No, not really, but it's like they say, um, like Ryan Sparks said, the non-disclosure agreement that he's got that he really can't say anything. So I wonder if somebody has come in for us, but we can't say out yet. Yeah. Uh, so then moving on, uh, are you fearful for season ticket forecast for next season? Ryan Sparks, no CEO wants to see season tickets drop ever. 
we have to be worth watching. We're grown every year to record levels in League Two, trying to be ambitious and in fight and differing out division has to equal results for people and that is focus. We need to put results on the table for people to watch us. Ultimately, that's what we want to watch, a winning team. Thoughts on that? Cut this back. Yeah, we do need to see a winning team, but um, I will renew my season ticket next season. Even if we are playing crap at the moment, I will renew my season ticket because don't forget, we Football teams do have their ups and downs, and just I think this season we're just having an up and down, up and down season. Callie, are you renewing? Uh, yeah, I'll renew because it's your it's the only team I know, and it's the only team I support, and I can't imagine life without football. If I'm honest, Werner's not me. Um. Two parts for that. So the first part, uh, well, I'll answer the second part first. In I'm in two minds as to whether we knew. I have been a season ticket season. I've been a season ticket old now for best part of thirty years, following them for thirty five, thirty six seasons. But I genuinely, I've lost interest. I just, I hate going. I hate. There's no atmosphere anymore. The the northwest corner versus cop divide goes on. The ground is getting empty every game. There's just no desire to go anymore. Um, yeah. A lot of my friends don't go, so it's not like I can meet them and have a drink before the game. I can just go meet them and have a drink and not go to the game. Um, so I'm undecided on that on that score. In terms of Sparks' comment that we, you know, we we go because we want to see a winning team, well, I, I disproved that early with the, with the stat that we only got 37 points last season despite those massive attendances against Orient and what have you. So, fans go because fans want to be entertained. Not necessarily, yeah. well, Obviously, they want to have a winning team, but that's not the be-all and end-all. They want some direction, and we don't have that at all at the moment. So, question for you, Wayne. Say you don't renew your season ticket, and then following season, some miracle, this roller coaster of a ride starts going up and Bradford City start winning games and we end up, some miracle, even in the playoffs, or even winning the league, how would you feel? Um, if you've not renewed your season ticket and all of a sudden we start climbing up the table? I don't know. That's why I'm undecided. Um I, I genuinely, as as things stand at the moment, I'm disillusioned with the club. I'm disillusioned with the the owners, the CEO, the fact that we've got no ambition. I think the ambition that he had, he mentioned tonight, was not to go bust and not to get relegated. That was the sole ambition that Stefan Rupp has placed on this football club. Do I want to follow that football club with that ambition? I'm sure we should be doing better than that. But you're right, if if we do start by whatever way, you know, start winning games and start producing a better football, then would I resent that as a fan that's not renewed? Probably. But I can always sit and watch the occasional game on uh, on iFollow. Mm. So, question to everybody, if you feel like it, or if you just want to sit there and chill... Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down thumbs up if you're going to renew 
your season ticket. Thumbs down if you're not going to renew. See what people put. Okay. Okay. Alright, so right, moving on then, because I only saw Diane and Callie. Oh, there you go, we've got, yeah. Oh, uh, Bradford Independent, if you feel free, uh, if I can send you uh, a speaker request in a minute, I just want to say, get your thoughts on this from being, obviously, an independent supporters group. So the last question what got asked uh, is, what, what, uh, what a team to... What team? A team to entertain as well. So, in my 35 years' experience as Graham Alexander, winning is a priority. Fans here have seen teams get at others, play in aggressive fashion, complete well, and work extremely hard. We're trying to achieve that, but it's win. Uh, but it's winning. I'm not stupid. I know what a game is. Expectation: eighteen thousand fans in League Two should demand wins. <laughs> And then it goes, looking at Jake Young, Tariq Wright, Callum Kavan, I can't even pronounce his last name, I'll just call him Cav. Three domestic, exciting players, forward thinking, and want to score goals that want uh, what we want to create in our team. Had one transfer window, didn't want to make vast changes. I see fast, exciting team that we can create. So what's your thoughts on that? Uh, Diane? So, the Graham Alexander one about the players. Yes. That's one, isn't it? Slash like entertaining us, football. Yeah. We do need entertaining football that we do need for the 18,000. Like you say, like he's admitted that when they play away, they play better because they've not got the expectation of the 18,000 people there mm. behind them. So... But yeah, we do need them to play entertaining football at Valley Parade, not just away as well. But yeah, we've got exciting young players in the squad, but I just wish he'd start Bobby Point and sometimes not have him on the bench all the can, time. Can yeah. I, could I speak to something? Go for Remember it, the Emmy? Yep. Right, on that renewal of season ticket, I hope people think really long and hard. Callie said earlier, it's her team, she wouldn't What would we do without Bradford City? We're all Bradford City fans, Claret and Amber bleeding. You know, without that club, without our fans, owners don't matter. Sparks doesn't matter. It's our club. And it's been our club, as Werner said, 30-odd years. It's been mine since 1959. You know, and others are younger fans. We need to preserve our legacy going forward and stay as a as a football presence in the football league. So my my word to Mr. Alexander is get us playing, get us winning, and keep us up there. Sparks, shut up or put up, rup, sell or don't, but make a decision. And let's get on with job as fans. Yeah. Stick uh, together. Shouldn't so, be an issue selling whether you so. buy your ticket or not. Do it. Yeah. 100% agree with you there, Lee. So, like Bradford City fans and stuff like that, 
you've heard what Lee has done there, passionate speech. If you love the club, and I mean, if you proper love the club, you'll think about renewing. If Because it's financial aid to the club and stuff like that. If you can't be asked and rather go around to B&M or somewhere or wherever, B&Q with your missus or whatever you do, go for it. But like when the club starts turning round, starts climbing up that roller coaster, and starts banging in goals and climbing up the league next season, you probably be a bit upset with yourself if you're around B and M and Bradford City in a playoff. Uh, so I've seen we are joined by Bradford Bradford City Independence Group. I uh, just want to get your thoughts on that, please, Steve. Um, well, good evening, guys. Uh, that was eventful. Uh, I'll say that. Um, and uh, as I've posted tonight, we're pretty disappointed, though unsurprised at some of the answers given. Um, I would have liked a broader range of questions, more challenging questions. I thought some of the questions were a cop out, to be fair. And, um, and we got the normal kind of lines out of Ryan, to be fair. Uh, there was nothing really of surprise. I think what um, he hasn't done himself any favours with tonight is his quote on trying to avoid going bust and uh, and staying in the league because you've got a, a good percentage of fans or definitely the ones that we see in terms of the comments that are looking for kind of signs of ambition from the club. And that doesn't really fill people with a sense of, you know, of joy. And especially at a time when we're coming up to a season ticket renewal, as Lee's just alluded to, um, you know, the, the people are now weighing up uh, their time versus cost versus, you know, um, passion for the club. And we've seen comments tonight from various supporters that are basically saying that, you know, they're really kind of, you know, disillusioned right now. And and uh, to be honest with you, you asked me what my feeling was, Johnny. My feeling is I'm pretty devastated right now with some of the comments that we're seeing from, from supporters who followed the club for 40 plus years, 50 plus years, etc. Um, so, you know, um, I, I'm like Wayne, I'm undecided in terms of what I do from a, from a ticket point of view. Um, however, I'm also an advocate of what Lee's just spoke about. They are my club, just as they're everybody else's club. I don't believe in uh, that there are different levels of support in this team. You know, as some people, um, you for me, I was born into it. My uncles took me when I was um, twelve, and I've never, um, I've never looked at any other team. I don't follow any other team at all. And not you know, like some people follow Man United or something like that. I don't. Uh, Bradford I think always, them people are mentally ill. Yeah, well, Bradford <laughs> City's always Bradford City's always been my club late. So yeah, I think it, I think too. it makes I think it makes it especially more painful when you know. For me, I think what what what. As a fan, what's really kind of um, hurt is when you see the fractures in our fan base. And let's face it, we've seen it for, I'd say, a good 24 months, maybe longer. Um, and, and right now, one of the things that we're trying to do is we want to look at trying to unify our fans. And I know it sounds cliche, and, and I know that basically fans have different beliefs, and we get attacked on Facebook, for example, all the time. I'm not really bothered about that, but what I am bothered about is um, is the club. 
And right now, I think, and this is from Ryan Sparks himself, we have liabilities uh, of half a million pounds at the moment just on the ground. Um, if we go into non-league, we will not recover from that, guys. Genuinely, we won't. Um, and I, I think that, you know, as consumers, we have the right to basically kind of voice our concern when we believe that our club is not, you know, is not progressing because we all invest our money in some form. And we also, more importantly, invest our time. And a lot of fans could spend it with their grandchildren. They could spend it with their kids, their wives, partners, etc. But they choose to basically go to Manningham at 3 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon or you know Tuesday night. And, and watch. some of them take those grandkids. Yeah, yeah, they do. And um, we want more of that, Lee. We want we, do. we want That's more generations. We want more generations of fans to basically come into the mix. Um, but I think I think that tonight, you know, there was some self-serving aspects of it. I don't think there was any coincidence that we've we've had this Q and A session tonight. I won't call it fans forum. I refuse to call it that because it wasn't. You there have no have- fans there. Yeah, we have to have you have to have fans at a fans forum. And Gillingham have shown us up tonight. They've got their own fans forum tonight. Rows of seats, live link going on it, magnificent. That's how to do it. But you know, I just think that um, I, I think an hour was never going to do it justice. I think it sh- you know, I think it should have been longer. The annoyances that we used to do that at Bradford too. Yeah, I know. I remember them like. Um, and you know, don't get me wrong, guys. I don't. I don't want to have a situation where we're looking at administration or things like that. You know, I don't want to oust an owner just for the sake of ousting an owner. Uh, yep. You know, and tonight we've had situations where we've been asked to basically kind of look at action immediately and protest. But the fact of the matter is, is that we have to, or I believe anyway, and you know, um, a lot of our members believe we have to give the club right of reply. Now, we we've, we've made attempts to basically kind of contact Ryan on a number of occasions. He has chosen not to engage with us for whatever reason. Um, but we, we, we've made those attempts. We have made attempts to basically engage with Simon Parker, and he's ignored us. Jamie Rayner came to the fans forum that we had um, a couple of Mondays ago, um, which we were grateful for, uh, and, and shone a light on what we were trying to do a little bit. Um, but the fact is, is that, you know, we, we, we believe the rub kind of action at the moment we're trying to take is, is to try and just play um, devil's advocate because we have to ask the question, what if Rupp doesn't know half the things that are going on with the club? And some might criticise him for that, you know, because they'll say, well, he's a, an irresponsible owner and he should know what he's doing with his investment. But, you know, the reality is he's always made no secret that football is not his thing. He's into motorsports. That's fine. And we know that Edin, um, you know, coerced him into basically buying the club. With a with a dream, so I, I don't know. I, I just think that it's. I think it's it's done the opposite to what probably Ryan thought it would do that tonight. Um, in, in my opinion, I don't know if anybody else agrees, but I would say that definitely from the sample of kind of comments I'm seeing and throughout the actual kind of Q and A, um, I would say that this has been a stinker for for the club right now. Mm. And don't disagree. Uh, and yeah. you know what, Lee? I don't want to. I, 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 I'm with Callie on this, right? And I know Callie has mentioned it before, but 
I don't want to be like this negative lad who comes on to these things and goes, "Why right, we've got to do we've got to do this. Because if I'm being honest, I'd rather not be doing this job right now. I'd rather I get that. A, I get that every time I've heard you speak, mate. Honestly, I, I do. I don't. I don't want it. If I'm being fans honest. are upset because there are too many side issues. There are too many f fractures appearing in the fan base, and we're all. I, I just. I just want to watch. I just, end of. I just want to watch the football league. Yeah. That's all I want to do. I want to watch the football. And that's why I want. I would love to hear the crowd get together through the various supporters. Groups, whatever you want to call them, come up with some chance and let those people know just how you really feel. Uh, can I just say as well, for any supporters groups that are listening, uh, and I've had chats with supporters, well, an individual from supporters board at the forum, right? So I won't include them in this. But the rest of the supporters groups that are out there, if you listen to this, get in touch with me. I'd rather unify our fans exactly um, across the want. board. Beyond, beyond a, a common cause, because, you know, it doesn't matter whether... You might sit there and you go, right, well, okay, I'm happy with what's gone, going on at the moment. That's your right as a supporter. I, I've got no problems with that, and I'm not into fighting with anybody. I'm not, I'm not interested in it. But I have to respond with what the biggest percentage of supporters are telling me right now as the chair of this group. And the biggest percentage are telling me that they are unhappy with circumstances at Bradford City Football Club, that they're unhappy with Ryan Sparks' um, uh, tenure in this club, that the club has regressed from the position it was bought uh, at, and, you know, literally the product is, is, is being devalued on the pitch. So I have to then go, okay, well, regardless of my own feelings on this, how do we represent those supporters? By bringing them together, hopefully. That's what I want to yeah, do, Lee. I know. But, and and regardless of, of people's views, I mean, as I said, I've took some painful attacks, primarily on Facebook, to be fair. And that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I've bitten at one tonight because literally of, of what I posted earlier about uh, a true fans forum. It was meant in the sense of a true fans forum that has people there from the club supporters. You know, so that they can ask questions and you know get the answers and look in the whites of the eyes of the people that are custodians of our club at the moment, um, and it you know uh, and it was twisted around. Well, that's fine, but ultimately uh, we're stronger as a united fans kind of uh, group, a united set of supporters who just want to watch good football know that the club is being managed responsibly, that they have plans in place for the future of the club and its next generations of fans. And that's it. Um, then I can go back into the corner, go for a pint before a game and just have, uh, and just watch the, the, the football. That's all I'm interested in really. Right. Guys and girls, I'm just gonna, cause I know this has gone on. I meant to only go on for an hour and a, an hour or so, but we've gone on a bit longer. So I'm just going to hit that button a minute. Just want to say thank you for everybody coming along. Also, if you like what you're hearing, this will be a podcast on Spotify and Apple Music and other podcast services. Uh, thank you for everybody who's also liked my YouTube page. I'm now at 503, so I can start making a bit of money off my YouTube account. And also, we have got a small Facebook page, Bradford City Up The Chickens on Facebook. Wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Thanks for listening.
TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.